0: 318-442-7300. Robinson Family Mortuary, a family serving families. Robinson Family Mortuary is now located at 1815 Military Highway, Pineville, Louisiana. Hours of operation are from 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Robinson Family Mortuary, a proud sponsor of this program. Southern Heritage Bank is Central Louisiana's family of banks that provide that personal service in a corporate environment. Southern Heritage Bank is located 5211 Jackson Street. You can phone them at 318-561-2227. Southern Heritage Bank has a full range of services that are available such as online banking, freedom checking, 24-hour bank line. You can phone 1-800-992-7059. And we are an equal housing lender. Southern Heritage Bank promises prompt services without unnecessary hassle. Come in. Let us service your banking need. Again, that all-important phone number is 318-561-2227. Thank you for tuning in for today's message with Reverend Larry R. Turner. If you would like a copy of today's message, you can contact the church office at 318-443-8715 to purchase a CD for only a $7 donation. Always remember, it's worth a trip to come and visit Christian Love Baptist Church, 3515 Hudson Boulevard, Alexandria, Louisiana welcome to live big ministries where harry cooper jr is pastor and spirit coach we are located at 2840 hollywood avenue we live in victory every day believing in god if you're interested in joining us in worship we worship every sunday at 10 30 bible study tuesday at 6 30 and Wednesday at noon. We have a mentoring program, if you're interested in mentoring young people, at Warner Park Elementary School on Thursdays at 1230. Here at Hollywood, we believe that the loving is oh so good, so we're reaching out to the Shreveport community and the overall Louisiana community with a message of love, a message of hope, a message of encouragement. Listen now. To a recent broadcast by Hollywood Presbyterian Church and Live Big Ministries, where Harry Cooper is pastor. For as long as the Spirit gives utterance this morning, we want to preach from the topic opportunities without penalties, or choices and chances. Choices and chances, or opportunities without penalties. I begin this morning with a story. The story is of two women who find themselves at the laundromat. And if you know anything about going to the laundromat, you know that conversations can sometimes happen at the laundromat. These two women are at the laundromat, and one of the women was rather bubbly, and she seemed excited and exuberant about being able to do laundry at the laundromat. She looked like she was enjoying herself. The other woman looked like she was in turmoil. She was like, oh my goodness, I got to do laundry. The other woman was like, oh my goodness, I get to do laundry. Now, I don't know, maybe ask anybody who likes laundry. This particular day at the laundromat happened to, we like clean clothes, we don't always like getting them that way. Um, This particular day at the laundromat, um, it was raining, and so it was a very uh, dreary kind of day. So the the happy, cheerful woman looked at the other woman, and she said, great day, isn't it? Well, the woman who wasn't looking so happy said, "Uh, it's, raining outside and I have to do laundry. It's raining outside and I have to do laundry that may get wet all over again when I take the clothes to my beat up raggedy car that might or might not start when I put the laundry in the car. It's a good day? Hmm, if you say so. Another woman says, when I think about who I was, because she asked, she said, well, how can you say it's a good day? She said, well, let me tell you why I think it's a good day. When I think about who I was and where I was five years ago. Five years ago, I was married to an attorney. And this attorney, who knew all the ins and outs of the law, he left me. And when he left me, I felt so abandoned. So the other woman looked at her and I said, ah, so he took you for all you had. He said, no, and in fact, he... I was the one who cheated on him, but instead of, uh, instead of him taking everything away from me, he did let me keep a few of the things that we had in our relationship. But I think about the person that I was then and the person that I am now, and I am so much better than I was then that even on a rainy day, I can look and say it's still a good day. Because any day on top of the dirt in which I have had a second chance chance to become my best self is a good day now the woman who had been looking for a lawn looked at her and said well I guess I can understand what you are saying and so the woman number one the happy exuberant woman she said you know what I mean then this is the other reason why laundry gets me going she said because when I think about laundry I think about God and the woman said you do what She said, I think about God when I think about laundry. She said, well, just tell me, how do you get to that point, thinking about laundry and God at the same time? She said, well, you know, the clothes that I'm washing, I'm washing with detergent. Well, the detergent is just like Jesus Christ's blood. His blood is shed over me, so I put the detergent over the dirty clothes, just like Jesus put his blood over my dirty soul. And the water is like the Holy Spirit. And so then the Holy Spirit comes upon me in my messed upness, in my... Um, disconnectedness with my best self and then the power of God the washing machine washes me and I'm able to come out white They're whiter and cleaner than I have ever been before. She says, I understand washing clothes just like I understand God washing my soul. Anybody get that right now? It it, it is as though we recognize that we are all guilty of doing some jacked up, messed up stuff. And knowing that we have done some jacked up, messed up stuff could have the effect of causing us to live every day in shame and in disgrace. Living every day as if our all of our sins were thrust in front of us and everything we could see was who we had been. But that's not the power of God in our life. The power of God in our life reveals itself in recognizing that Like the woman at the laundromat, so it is with us. When we look at who we have been and where we are, we have some choices and chances. You have some choices of how you choose to look at yourself and how you choose to look at your life as it has been. You've got some choices of what you choose to call forward in your memory and what you choose to just let it stay in your rearview mirror. You have heard me say this before, you get in a whole lot of trouble if you're trying to drive forward looking in the rearview mirror. If all you do is look in your rearview mirror and you're still trying to draw it forward, you are going to more than likely run into something or somebody. Well, that's very much like it is in our spiritual journey. In our spiritual journey, we have some choices and chances. The power of God and the nature of God's mercy and God's grace given to us is that we are granted a choice. You don't change the past. No matter what your past has been. I was reading one woman who said, and it, it, it caught me somewhere deep in my soul, she said that every man that I have ever met left me. My father left. My husband left. And all of the male friends at one time or another left me. And yet here I am. And it caught me because she was absolutely revealing what was her truth. And this was her truth that every man she had ever met left. And if that has been your reality, and then the language that you hear when you come to church is extremely male dominated and patri, patri, patriarchal, in which God is always 99.9% of the time presented as father, as male, and then every male in your life has left you, when you go through your difficult times, if your vision of God is exclusively male, what will you think when you go through your toughest time other than God's gonna leave me Two, And therefore, if you continue to only highlight your pain, it is as though you're trying to drive forward but looking in the rear view mirror. It is as though you are trapped because you begin to project upon your future everything that happened in the past. So everybody that you meet is just another somebody who is probably going to hurt you. Every man that you meet is just somebody who's going to let you down. Now, everybody that you meet is just somebody who has another chance to hurt you. And because you say, I'm too strong for that, you get your Mary J. Blige groove on and talk about how strong and independent you are, you forget that you are still here human, and you too need to be loved, but you don't let yourself be loved, and then you wonder why nobody's loving on you, because you closed the door, you had a choice, the past does not make you think about it. The past does not just auto- automatically have a free ride in your life. Yes, some jacked up things have happened in our lives. Yes, some messed up people. you met some messed up people who have done some messed up things, and you do not have to own what somebody else did to you. You did not do it to yourself because you might have happened to have got caught up in a circumstance. If you were powerless in a situation, how is it that you're going to blame yourself for a situation that happened? That's the devil. That's some stinking thinking. Stinking thinking is thinking that you could have done something that you couldn't have done anything about. Realistic or moving your mind to the next level, moving your spirit to the next level, is to begin to understand that what God is doing when God comes into our lives and says, for by grace are you saved, that is not exclusively talking about heaven at this place that happens after you die. Oh, my if we can really catch hold of this, then we might begin to actually catapult ourselves into another level of conscious awareness that salvation is not exclusively about what happens after you die. So many people. I remember one of my elders and I told this story in Bible study. Every time I saw him and we had Bible study, he would come faithfully to Bible study and prayer meeting. And every Sunday was there. I mean, he was a ride or die kind of person. I was talking about last week. He was a rough rider, but he was consistently asking me, Pastor, do you think I'm going to get into heaven? I'm like. Brother Mac, I I love you. Yes, I believe you are. He he said, but pastor, you don't understand. Let me tell you about my past. I'm going to say, well, I'm not sure that your past has anything to do with where God is trying to take you. But if you need to tell me, tell me. He said, I used to own a nightclub and I used to sell liquor and all of those types of things. And we did all kinds of things in the nightclub that I own, pastor. And so I now am trying to get my life right and trying to walk with God in the right kind of way. But do you think I'm going to get into heaven? after all that I have done. And I try to share with him as I share with each one of you, no matter what you have done. You see, not not only have jacked up things happened to us, some jacked up things have happened through us. We have done some jacked up things to some people, and sometimes we didn't even mean to do it. Everything that you have done that has hurt somebody didn't mean you meant to hurt them, but it didn't take the hurt away. They hurt just the same. The reality is we are moving and being taken from a place of our pain and we no longer have to work with the shame for by grace are you saved. And that salvation is not about exclusively going to heaven, but that salvation is from the trappings and of the locks and the and the chains of who you have been. You are saved from who you have been. You are saved from stinking thinking. You are saved to be able to lift yourself into another space and place to see yourself as the divine creator sees you and not as you see and have seen yourself. Yes, the enemy will always want to throw stuff up in your face. I mean, anybody here have tried to move their life to another level, just try to elevate your thoughts, try to elevate your your places and people, but then you run into some of your homeboys. And your homegirls and your homeboys and your homegirls, everything they talk about is when you were trapped in who you used to be. And they consistently try to remind you, man, don't you remember when, man, you remember when we were down over there and we did X, Y, and Z? Woo, man, we had, well, those were fun days, weren't they? Well, yeah, but I'm not there anymore but they continue to try to draw you back. And please don't go back. Don't move away and go back home and forget the nickname you used to have because all it takes is a ride, trip back down to Moortown and you get it all back all over again. <laughs> They're going to remember on the Cooper Road who you used to be. It don't take much to remind you because people get stuck. In who you have been, but you are moving on. And so we have to find a way to recognize we are saved from who we have been. That has nothing to do with heaven outside of dying. That has something to do about heaven, about living. The heaven of living. The heaven that we experience as we live is the heaven of understanding that the kingdom of heaven is within. So if you start thinking, About the kingdom of heaven being within, and then start singing some of the songs that we sing about heaven, you might find that you will have an elevated life on earth. Think about it. When we all get to heaven, What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. So if heaven is not just this place you go when you die, but it is when you get to heaven, that is the kingdom within. When you get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing. That will be, imagine you've been looking for something and you've been looking for it and all of a sudden you find what you've been looking for and you didn't have to leave home to find it, but you found it inside of yourself. Whoa, when we all get to heaven, heaven that was within, I found what I was looking for and it was inside of me. So now that I found heaven and it was inside of me and I didn't have to even die. What a day of rejoicing that will be, because now I don't have to look for heaven. I carry it with me. Oh, I wish somebody was following me like I think I need to be followed right now. I found heaven. Heaven was within, so now I'm not looking for it anymore, because no matter how much I work, I can't work hard enough to get it. Heaven is not about how hard you work. In fact, the harder you work, the farther away you might get from where you're trying to go. It is not until we relax, until we surrender, that God can have absolute control. It is not until we realize we cannot do it on our own that we realize that, oh, you know why you can't do it on your own? Because it's already done for you. (laughs) You can't do it because it's already done done you can't do it because it's already done so we're thinking about grace and as we understand grace as a key critical element in understanding our power to pray we begin to understand that we have been set free we have been liberated and we are liberated and set free in god not for some some yonder come day but for today for here and now we are set free to be all we can be. And regardless of the pain, regardless of the shame, regardless of the jacked up stuff we've done, regardless of all the loose words that the loose lips that have sunk some ships in our lives, regardless of all of that, we have been saved from that into a higher level. And that salvation is continual. So somebody may ask you, are you saved? And your thought process may go on a number of different ways. Am I saved? If by saved you meant has Jesus paid the price for all that I've done, yes, I am saved. If by saved you mean um, do I have to worry about what's going to happen in my life? No, I'm not. So yes, I am saved. I'm saved from that. But if by saved you mean am I fully fulfilling all that I can be? Not yet. And how I many? That's that's most of us, is it not? Yes, yes, not yet. We, we, our understanding of our salvation is we are growing in our understanding of being set free and living set free. And those are two different things. You can know you're free intellectually, but you can still be bound emotionally. Still clinging to your thought that I got to take care of myself. So when the scripture talks about coming out of Egypt, the understanding of salvation, understand two-thirds of the understanding, if not three-fourths of the understanding uh, in the Bible of, of salvation, has nothing to do with what happens after you die. Even the concept that Jesus saves is not exclusively Jesus saves so that when you die, you'll go to heaven. That, I mean, that's some... Uh, that's some traditional thinking. Maybe that may be some stuff that we get learned in church. And so now we just we continue to impress that upon people. You got if you got to, you got to say this specific ritual in order to be saved. If you say this particular set of words, then you will be saved. But guess what? If being saved, you if that if saying a certain set of words made you saved, it meant that you weren't saved by grace, you were saved by works. Because the work would be what you said. Being saved by grace means that God has already done it, it's already done. We grow into an awareness of what has already been done. We develop, we expand into that. Now yes, I clearly understand how scripture is understood and some scriptures are very clear. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And with the heart man believed unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that is true but understanding that that salvation does not exclusively mean when you die and go to heaven. That salvation can. just as easily mean if if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead it meant that no matter what has buried you you can rise above it because you have resurrection power oh when you start having resurrection power you can realize you can knock me down but I'm going to get back up again you can talk about me as much as you please but the more you talk about me the more I fall on my knees and I start praying Father forgive them for they know not what you do what they do so if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus that Jesus is in control of your life and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved because in the concept of your believing that you no longer are trapped in some painful past. It's not exclusively about what happens when you die. Because guess what? That's going to take care of itself. You can't do nothing about that. When it happens, it happens. And you cannot control that if you don't control this. And if you control this, that will take care of itself. Love your neighbor as yourself, you can do that. Treat people like you want to be treated. You can do that. Somebody may say, well, the platinum rule says treat people the way they want to be treated. You can do that. (laughs) But that's no different than treating people the way you want to be treated because you want to be treated how? How you want to be treated. (laughs) So when you treat people the way they want to be treated, you treat them like you want to be treated. You, 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 that, will that happen? Can you handle that? Uh, uh, do justice. Love mercy. Walk humbly with God. You don't have to have money rolls to do that. You don't have to have a working vehicle to do that. You could be working the ankle express every day of your life and still love people. You can treat people the way they deserve to be treated. You like you want to be treated like God has treated you. You can take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of you. This salvation that God offers each one of us can be experienced here and now. Feel that experience that because when we talk about living in victory every day, believing in God, we are talking about a lifestyle. We are talking about an attitude. We are talking about how you engage life on the worst of your days, not just the best of your days. Oh, we can all shout and shout hallelujah on the good days. Woo, I won the lottery, hallelujah. Woo, I looked at my bills, and the electricity bill went down, $100, woo, hallelujah. Oh, they said I don't owe my car note this month. Woo, hallelujah. Whoa, I didn't know I'd already paid off the house. Boy, I just paid and paid, and now it's already Hallelujah. Oh, them some good days. Uh, mama, I need some money. Mama, I'm in trouble. Mama, I think they about to send me on vacation. <laughs> now I'm not talking about the Hawaii. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> this one ain't going to be Penn State. It's going to be State Penn. <laughs> Can you help me? Can I, 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 I know I didn't ask this before, but can, can can you do it again? Oh, I, 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 this stuff happens. You you can do the right thing all your life, but still, sometimes your children will do what your children will do, and there's nothing you can do about what your children can do. Them some challenging days. Uh 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 uh. I'm dream. I'm gonna bring my baby over. And I might not be back for a few months. (laughs) But I know as long as I bring them to you, they are in good hands. How do you handle that? Heaven can be experienced even on those days. Or even more challenging, or tragically, on days in which the people you depended on are gone, that you loved, and they died, and they were your rock, they were your go-to person, but they're no longer able to be acquired or accessed in the physical realm. Even then, heaven is available to you. And so when we talk about (laughs) loved ones dying and going to heaven, oftentimes our mind says going to that place out there somewhere that we're gonna die and go to also. But the Africans understood it a slightly different way that um, one is not dead until they are forgotten. Therefore, the dead live inside of us until we forget that they have been. And then we cease to be and they cease to be when we forget them. But as long as we are remembering of who we are, they can never die. And then the people whose lives we touch are touched by the lives that have touched us. And therefore that person whose name we may no longer call is still alive because they have not been forgotten because it was that act of kindness that got us over the deepest hump in our lives that we were able to bless somebody else. And so, as I conclude, my prayer is that you will take with you that the kingdom of heaven is within that grace is another opportunity, a second chance to make a better choice without penalties from the first choice that you made. A, 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 a mulligan happens when you play in golf do over. You get to do the shot over without any penalty for the shot having gone errant the first time. Well, I'm saying that God gives us a mulligan. He gives us an opportunity to do everything over again and get it right. And the nature of grace, it says if you get it wrong again, you got another chance to get it right because the mulligans have already been paid for. Jesus paid for your mulligans. He has given you this second chance. He has given you this opportunity. So if you are here today and you've been wrestling, you've been struggling, and you have tried to find the joy of Being who you are, check this out. You don't have to go nowhere to find yourself. I can first I can I can tell you where you are. (laughs) But if you don't know, find yourself. you're, you're, You're inside of you. You are not who people say you are. You are who God says you are. You are not the label that people have put on you since you were a little kid. Stinky, boo boo, poo poo. You're not all that. That's just a label on the bottle. But what's inside?